Hello there and welcome back to Tune Chatting Podcast. Now, if I sound a bit more tired than usual, then that's because I'm not long up, because this episode has been recorded at 8 in the morning. However, there is a very good reason for that, and it's because this guest joins me all the way from sunny Queensland, so I'm delighted to welcome the front man of one of my favourite bands. It's Eamon from the chats. Eamon, thanks for joining me, mate. Hey, thanks for having me on the gig, and sorry to drag you out of bed so early. Nah, don't worry, mate, it's alright. I need to get up, I've been lying <laughs> in my bed all day, so it's fine, don't worry. So how's things? Cool. What's life like down in Australia with the lockdown and stuff? Um, well, in Queensland at the moment, it's things are kind of going back to normal. You know, all the bars are opening back up, all the shops are opening back up. I think we have like three active cases in the whole state at the moment. Right. But down down south in Melbourne and Sydney, it's not as good. People are, um, you know, they're in lockdown for about six weeks. But so shitload of cases down there at the moment. So it's not for no reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hopefully, just back up and running soon enough. Yeah. So, what have you been doing to keep yourself occupied during the time anyway? Um, you know, we haven't really been practicing much. I've, you know, I've been trying to write a bit. Um, you know, just writing, recording some demos, some ideas, and uh, you know, I've kind of been getting a bit into reading and um, cooking a bit more. You know, like stuff that I wouldn't normally do if we weren't yeah. kind of like this. Hey, <laughs> no, nice. I seen you get yourself a new guitar. A nice SG Junior. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, my SG, yeah. I was just playing that before uh, before this call, actually. <laughs> no, no, it's nice, I yeah. like it. So, everybody knows the script on here by now. You choose three songs and we sit and talk about them. So, what's your first song and by which artist? Uh, my first song is from a really good band from Melbourne called Oz Mutants. Um, this song is the first track on their 2014 record, um, Order of Operation. This one is called Freedom of Information. So why'd you wait for this song then? Um, you know, I've just always really liked this song and uh, it usually shows up towards one of the top spaces on my like end of year Spotify lists. And mm-hmm. I, I just love listening to it. Oz Mutants are one of my favourite bands. And I really love how it's, this song especially, you can kind of hear their Devo sort of influence mixed with like the garage punk sort of sound, which I really like. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and you know, Oz Mutants are just a really good band that everyone should check out. Nice. I was going to say that. It reminded me quite a lot of Devo. Like Devo and like The Residents and kind of old new yeah. wave bands like that. It's good, man. I liked it. Yeah, Like yeah. you said, they're an Australian band like yourself, but here in Scotland, like a lot of people might not kind of be familiar with like the Australian music scene. So obviously we know we've got bands like yourself and then maybe like Ammo and the Sniffers, Skeg, DMAs, all those sort of bands that are doing quite well over here. But what's the scene like over there? Because in, like, in Glasgow, for example, we've got like quite a big punk scene where there's loads of bands coming through that are all helping each other and it's really quite supportive. But is it the same way in Australia or is it a bit more competitive? Or um, it's, it's tough. It can kind of depend on where you come from. Like in Queensland, I feel like there's not so much of a scene per se. It's kind of just bands operating however they want to go. And, you know, there could be an element of competitiveness or jealousy and stuff, you know, purely depending on what state you're from or whatever or in our case, what fucking label you're with or whatever. But 
I don't know. It's it's weird, but I, we know we have so many good friends who play in bands, and you know most people are really nice to us, mm-hmm. so it's great. Good. That's what it's all about. So, yeah. what's your second song then? My second song is a uh, classic Australian punk rock gem from '76, uh, I think, or maybe '77. It's uh, a band called The Victims, and uh, The Victims are a pretty notable band because they had Dave Faulkner. Who, uh, who was the singer, he went on to be the singer of Who The Gurus, more popular Australian band. And uh, James Baker on the drums, who was also in The Scientists and uh, Beast Suburban, a bunch of other Aussie great bands. And uh, yeah, this song is called Television Addict. I believe Dave Faulkner wrote it about some kid who like shot up a school and like blamed the television shows he was watching <laughs> or something. I, I don't know the exact story behind it, but it's, it's kind of, it's kind of an unknown song, even in Australia, it's kind of like an underground sort of gem, but yeah, so it's a cracking song. Yep. No, it's nice. I like it. How did you first start like, getting into punk music and stuff? Um, I guess mostly the internet, but my dad kind of, you know, my dad's a big music fan, not so much a punk fan, but he likes some sort of punk music. Mm-hmm. And he introduced me to a lot of bands like uh, like Radio Birdman and The Saints, you know, like big Aussie bands. And also, you know, like English bands like Sex Pistols and uh, Clash or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of my like first window into it. And then, you know, as, you know, growing a bit older as a teen, getting a bit more angsty and stuff, you know, like really relate to it a bit more and, you know, yeah. check it out on the internet and... Yeah, no, that's the internet. Yeah, I was going to ask that because obviously a lot of folk they'll know like the big punk bands like the Ramones and stuff for America, but I don't, especially in here in Scotland, like I'd never heard of the Victims before or really any Australian punk band. So it was nice yeah. to kind of learn about them and stuff. So that was good. But obviously yeah. both songs so far have been quite short, and that's I suppose like most punk songs. But it's the same kind of with a lot of your songs, especially on high risk behavior. Like a lot of the songs are just kind of quick and to the point. So, like, what yeah. is it about those shorter songs that kind of appeals to you? I don't know. I think it's kind of a combination of my short attention span and my unwillingness to bore anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I can say something in one minute, and I'll say it in one minute rather than stretch it along, you know? I no need to drag it out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I, and it, I feel like it kind of gets boring if you follow that whole, you know, the song's got to be three minutes 30 and it's got to have a bridge yeah. or whatever. And it's kind of like, you know, it doesn't need to. I, I personally like songs when they're a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the same. I don't know why. I'm the same. Yeah. I've got such a short attention span as well. Like if it's longer than like three minutes, it's getting skipped halfway through. So yeah. <laughs> I like it, man. It's good. So well, we still haven't, we still haven't written a song that goes for three minutes yet. The closest we've got was Smoker and that was 259. I was going to say it's pretty close, but yep. Just always keep it yeah. under three minutes. Just always go for it. <laughs> no. So what's the third track then? Um, third track is a, um, is a band that uh, is originally from New Zealand, but they moved to England recently, a couple of years ago, I think. They're called The Cavemen. And these guys are really cool. We played with them in Brighton back in 2018. We did a couple of shows with them at the latest music bar in Brighton. And yeah, I was really stoked to play with them. They'd been one of my favourite bands 
for a couple of years or so and I was really stoked to meet him and the song I've chosen is called I Hope They Drop The Bomb On Me. I gave it a listen again. I'd never heard of the Cavemen before either. I gave it a listen, and the thing I kind of liked about all your songs is obviously I know they're from New Zealand, but you've kind of chosen relatively local bands to yourself. I like that because sometimes people come on and just talk about like Kanye West and all those sort of bands that everyone kind of knows. And so I like that you've kind of mm. went local. But so, as like as a frontman yourself, you play bass and sing. Were there any bands that kind of or musicians that inspired you to be a bassist and sing? Because obviously it's not something that you see all the time it's usually uh, guitar and singing but anything on the yeah music. yeah well i write the songs on a guitar because it's kind of hard plucking away at a bass. <laughs> but i uh, i only really started playing bass because in high school our music teacher was like yeah you look you'll get a you'll get more gigs being a bass player no one plays bass everyone wants to play guitar mm-hmm. and i was like i was like that makes sense you know they'd, i'd probably get to you know, join more bands or whatever I thought. But yeah, I've always, you know, my favorite bass player is Dee, Dee Ramone. I've always looked up to him. Uh, I reckon he's awesome. But yeah, it's kind of just, kind of just how it ended. I got stuck with the bass, I guess. Nice. Well, it's worked out well, I suppose. Very well. <laughs> so obviously that wraps up your three song choices, but we'll just kind of move on to like a wee general chat about the chats. Well enough. Sure. So first of all, congratulations on the debut album. Hi, that's behavior. Thank you. Have you found the reception to the album? Oh, pretty good, I think. I, I reckon people like it. And, um, you know, I haven't really read many reviews or anything, but I think it's, uh, I, you know, it went pretty well in the charts over here. I don't know what it was like overseas, but in Australia, it went pretty well. So I was stoked. Mm-hmm. I think it done really well in Scotland. I think it got to like 14 or something in the Scottish wow. charts. So, so if you didn't know that's that, awesome. now you know. But nah. Yeah. So not bad, eh? <laughs> uh, no, not bad at all. So were there any differences in like the recording process for this compared to like previous EPs? Like Yeah. We um we record we recorded the record with Billy Gardner, who actually plays drums in Oz Mutants, as I'm mm. the band I mentioned first. Nice. He was um yeah, we actually recorded to tape on this record when in the past it had all just been like digital. But yeah, we recorded onto the tape and uh yeah, he's, he's like a recording whiz. He really knew what he was doing and we were kind of like, all right, you know, you push mm-hmm. the buttons. Right, you go for it and we'll yeah. just play. Yeah, but um, it kind of, you know, we still did it in like a shed, but it sort of felt a little bit more, um, a little bit more professional, but not too, not too Because <laughs> then that would kind of lose our stick, you know? Yeah, I know. A slightly more professional shed. I like it. So, yeah. am I right in saying that Pub Feed, was that around in about 2017? That was an older song. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I did write that in 2017, actually, yeah. So were most of the songs on the album songs that you had had just kind of sitting, or was it like a mix of like some ones that you wrote just before the album kind of went to be recorded? Or Yeah, so there's songs on that record that I'd written three years before actually recording them with the band, mm-hmm. and I kind of kind of just been sitting on them and not released them because we didn't, we didn't really release anything in 2018 or 19. We yeah. did singles, but... 
anyway, I, yeah, I'm getting off track. But yeah, some of those songs were written like three years before we recorded them. And some of them I literally wrote on the day at the studio, just like um, Kids Need Guns and Dine and Dash, Keep the Grubs Out. They were all songs that like if we just had a spare moment, I'd just be like scribbling, you know? Really? Yeah. That's quite cool. I never knew that. That's nice. Yeah. Has it been about a pisser that like the album was released just as the world kind of started to collapse really with the whole virus thing like has that been a bit annoying that you kind of go out and play them or were you just buzzing to get the album out yeah i mean it's a shame but we'd been playing those songs for so long anyway that we'd played most of them live anyway so mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad but yeah it's, it's a shame that we couldn't really tour it that much but oh well one thing i need to ask obviously you're mentioning dine and dash here me and a lot of my friends have been wondering how did you manage to get succulent chinese meal guy in the video You just assured me that I could speak. Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bike who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this to me? In the car. Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Now, get your hands off. Well, obviously, we'd all been great admirers of him for years. <laughs> I was, it was like one of the only times in my life I've actually been like starstruck in front of someone, <laughs> like just some dude from an old video. But yeah, it was, um, it came about because we wanted to just parody that mm-hmm. scene at the end and like. I would be the one getting arrested or something. But then um, Natalie and Alex, who filmed the clip, they were like, we've actually got his number because they were meant to be doing some like Vice documentary with him a couple of years before and it never, right. it never panned out. Right. So they were like, we've got his number. We can ask him to be in the clip. And I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> Brilliant. What was he like? Oh, he's just exactly what you'd expect him to be like. He's kind of drunk and like stumbling around <laughs> But he, he's a really cool guy and, you know, we had, he had some had some really funny advice and, really? yeah, we had a great time with him. What a legend, man. So, next year, you come to Scotland playing SWG3. You excited for it? Yeah, I really hope it'll go ahead, man. So do I. How do you find yeah. the reception in Scotland? Because, like, as a fan, I know that everybody, especially in Glasgow, everybody loves you. Like, but is that something that you feel yourself in Scotland or does it just kind of feel like yeah. going everywhere else? yeah. It's kind of, um, I don't know why, but Glasgow, it's, there's like something that just makes, makes them go mad. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like from the first, from the first like note you play, they're just going crazy already. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like they're just like way more, I hate to disparage the rest of the UK, but they're just like way more into it than any other city we really play. No, I think, I think, I don't know. I noticed that as well. I think that Australia and Scotland, are kind of similar in a way. I don't know. I always feel like that. Like, I feel like the people and the humour and everything is quite similar. Like, a bit more maybe than, like, England and Australia would be. So, I don't know if that's maybe something to do with it. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I guess we're we're both kind of pushed to the side by those monarchs, aren't we? Exactly, I know. Fuck them, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the plan for the future then? Now that we can all get out and about again. Well, um, I guess we're gonna try to another record and uh, just try. I don't know. I really don't know. I wanted to start playing shows again, but it's it's not looking like we really will this year. But Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping this stuff kind of quietens down a bit more so we can get back to touring and, you know, just writing and recording and stuff. Yeah. I know, hopefully, man. But I'm looking forward to that show anyway, so I hope it does go yeah. ahead. Let's hope. I'll see you there. Exactly, man. I'll see you there. So that wraps us up. So thank you very much for joining with me and best of luck for the future. Hopefully, like Thanks very much for having me on. No problem. So, guys, if you want to keep up to date with the latest guest and episode, then you can follow us on Twitter or on Instagram at ChunChatPod. So until next time, catch you after, guys.